0: what up y'all i'm rajay
1: and i'm shy and welcome to the rxs podcast
0: the podcast where we provide inspiration motivation and information to the music community gang 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 look at him (laughs) he's trying to figure out what we're doing
1: (laughs) so what are we talking about today babe
0: we're talking about um good grief Mm. Um, we have a very, very special guest in the building She um, shared her music journey And she shared one of the biggest losses of her life
2: Wow
0: And um, I think it'll be very inspirational To people who have lost loved ones Yeah And um, people who deal with grief It doesn't have to be bad grief Yeah, yeah It could be good grief Yeah Hey, so y'all enjoy the show Peace, Peace what up good people we have a very very special guest in the building hey
1: hello hello Jamal. i have not
0: seen you in how many years
1: oh god it's been a long time was it Jamal? the funeral it probably was the funeral i'm thinking now yeah yeah that was the last time i, I seen don't think you. i've seen you since then no unless it was a funeral <laughs> ah, yeah. how have you been what's been up i've been great um everything is good um oh god i've been doing so much mm-hmm. but all is well
0: good so i would like for you to introduce yourself so that people can know who you are
1: all right my name is rika mm-hmm. rika Fason dixon and i am from raleigh north carolina yeah i am a Gospel artist. Yeah. Um, I have a group that I founded back in 1999 called the Christian Angels. Gang, gang, gang. And um, what else you want to know? I'm a mom of yes. two. Yes. Um, so we're going to go all the way back.
0: So okay. did you, were you born in Raleigh?
1: I was born in a town right outside of Raleigh, a small town called Roseville, North Carolina. No I was Roseville. born and raised in Roseville and then um, moved to Raleigh. How old were you when you moved to Raleigh? Moved to Raleigh in the fourth grade.
0: Wow. So do you remember Roseville?
1: Oh, I remember Roseville. So I remember tell me Roseville. about Roseville. Roseville is the country. It <laughs> was full of back. I, I'm a 70s girl. So um, back then, a lot of people worked during the day mm-hmm. and they farmed. um when they, uh, you know, part of their day, too. Like, they yeah. got off work and they farmed. Um, it was known for the tobacco. Okay. So, which is known in North so you Carolina. Straight, so,
0: so, straight up, like, fields everywhere so in Roseville. Straight up, like,
1: fields everywhere, like, <laughs> gardens, like, man, my grandma had, like, chickens and pigs <laughs> and she had a garden with uh, tomatoes and cucumbers. You want me to keep going? Roseville, uh, yes. Roseville was on. I'm telling you. um and and it was just amazing and now it's changed so much it's very yeah. developed and um, just big homes and yeah. just so different. But back so then different. it wasn't like that. Back then it wasn't like that. You know, my brother went fishing and you know Jeez. all the different kinds of things like that. We rode bikes, rode out, played outside, just so many different things. And country girl, so clearly with with chickens and and carnel so. chickens <laughs> like chickens. We would get the chicken eggs out after school. Okay, wow. I wouldn't go in there. My brothers would go in there and we would boil the eggs and have boiled eggs after school
0: yo that's so, crazy
1: yeah. so yeah were y'all already into music in roseville we were already into music our family is a family of musical people yeah generation generation yeah. started with um my great-grandfather mm-hmm. was a musician and my great grandmother, she was blind, wow. but she could play the piano. Wow. And we always had a piano at my grandmother's house and my great grandmother's house. So we were always singing. We were always listening to music. Um, every most of the boys started out on drums, and they go, you know, yeah, that's, the, from that's drums what... to bass to lead to keyboard, and everybody did that. Yeah, music. Everybody, It was just what everybody does.
0: So did you ever play an instrument or try to play an instrument? I
1: always wanted to play something. And I'm actually asking for an acoustic guitar for my birthday next oh, year. See. I want to learn how to play the acoustic guitar. Yeah. I just, I just love the acoustic. With all of this brazen praise and worship and all of that, I, I'm just loving The acoustic guitar. So I really, really want to learn, but I love music. I love keys, so keys, piano, it doesn't matter. Anything, music.
0: You love it. I love it. (laughs) So when did you discover that you could sing?
1: Um, when I was very little. Okay. Um, just from the age of probably three or four, I always sang, but I was very shy. Okay. Um, and my twin brother, he sang as well, and he was shy. <laughs> so um my grandmother um had all of the grandchildren singing. If you spent the night with us, if you was the child across the street. Oh, you gotta sing too. Everybody white, got Hispanic, the same. It doesn't matter. Give them a rope. <laughs> oh, rope. give them a rope. Give them a rope. And she bought all of these choirs. This is the gospel <laughs> truth. She bought all of these choir robes and anytime we had friends in the neighborhood, I don't even know if their parents went to church but they went with us to church and they were a part of the Tiny Top Choir and she had a big station wagon. That station wagon breakdown, down, she get another one. She always had a station wagon because she always wanted to have all of these kids singing. We did wow. Easter speeches. Whoa! Do you remember any and of if your speeches? We if, I don't. <laughs> if we... Use if we didn't use the paper the day of, we got we got to stop by the store and get some narrators. Wow!
0: So it's like, if you can remember this, yeah, we're gonna get you some narrators. If you
1: don't use that paper, you're you gonna get a treat. <laughs> so y'all was studying, so, Yeah. She had us reading the scripture. Um, grew up in a small, um, very small church there in Roseville. That church is still there, if I'm not mistaken. And we did everything, we ushered, we um, we were the choir, basically, yeah. and um, we just always did music. We yeah. always sang. We always sang. At, at home, if it was, you know, storm, raining outside, we couldn't go outside. We sang. Wow. If someone died, we sang. And this is at the house. Yeah. Like, we sang at cookouts, at birthday dinners. We were told to sing. Get Whoa. up and sing. Get up and sing. Sing, sing, sing. And... It's still like that to this day. If I go, my grandmother is deceased. Yeah. However, people in her generation, like my great uncles or any of them, uh, can you sing me a little song before you go? Sing me a piece of at the cross. For you. <laughs> a piece? Of- just a piece of it. <laughs> and they are still that way. But now I, I, I just I bubble over because I yeah. think that's so sweet. It's something simple. Yes. That they want
0: yes Mm -hmm. so when you moved to Raleigh was that like we moving to the city
1: oh yeah oh (laughs) we moving we moving to Raleigh you know when anytime you have more uh driving lanes that's the city (laughs) yeah Roseville's one lane that way lane that way. But Raleigh had two lanes that way. <laughs> two lanes that way. So that's the city. And that's where the mall was.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. what
1: What was the difference? Because how old were you once y'all got to Raleigh? I was in the fourth grade. Um, Me and my twin brother was in the fourth grade when we moved to Raleigh. And
0: what was the difference? Could you remember like the difference?
1: Yes. I remember the difference in the schools. It was very crowded and it was just very different from Living in a country. Was it I mean, a culture shock? It it was like a culture shock because living in a country, you kind of know everybody. Everybody knows uh, your parents. A lot of the parents worked at the school or a lot of people from the neighborhood worked at the school. So yeah. you saw everybody at the s- grocery store or, um, you know, just around town. Yeah. Raleigh was, is not. Raleigh is pretty big. So, yeah. You know, it, it was very different. But we 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 got. You know, used to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Did you ever, like, sing at school once you moved?
1: Song at school. We sang in all the plays... We sang in all of the musicals. Um, now, I think they call that department the drama department. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, theater. Yeah. But when we were in middle school and high school, it was called drama. Okay. And it was singing, acting, yeah. dancing. So you did all, all that? I did all of that. Wow. We got awards, and me and my brother. We would sing the national anthem. Like, we, they, they would choose us to represent the school in middle school they would choose us to represent um by the time I got to middle school they started magnet schools Mm -hmm. um GT they used to call them GT Mm -hmm. magnet schools Mm -hmm. back then it started when I was in middle school so um and I remember the middle school that um that we were attending they were trying to um bring in different um races of children Mm -hmm. you know instead of just one uh, just instead of just mostly african-americans they wanted to bring in other kids so the principal and some of the other staff um would use me and my brother when they would go out to make speeches to bring kids in um and they would and we would say So
0: you so y'all were a part of the like recruiting process. We
1: were part of the re- recruiting <laughs> process, yes. Yeah, like
0: y'all b y'all a mm-hmm. part of the team that yep. helps us get other people yep. to come. Come
1: on. Uh-huh. And at that time the principal, um, she was African American. Her yeah. name was Jeanette Beckwith, and wow. she fell in love with me and my brother, mm-hmm. and she just kind of adopted us like her little children. Yeah. And she was like, she would be like, I have to go to a special meeting with the staff. Can, I'm going to need you guys to sing. And we would have to sing at that. Um, we would sing. My brothers used to get their haircut at a, a local barbershop there in Raleigh. Yeah. It was African-Americans mostly going in there. Yeah. We would go to the barbershop. Every other Saturday, we would have to sing. In the barbershop, too? In the barbershop. They would take up money and, you know, give us money. And um, it was called White's Barbershop. Wow. And um, it's family-owned. Yeah. And um, it, it's known all over. Everybody in Raleigh knows White's Barbershop. Wow. And And um, we would always sing when we went in there. My mom used to play softball. We would sing at Good was, gracious. Everywhere. Y'all suck. <laughs> all, the time. all Yo! the time and we were just kids and it's just what that's what we yeah. were told to do and that's what we grew up it is in us yes like we sing at everything even now when yeah. we have dinners like we'll we'll joke we'll play and have a good time Then you, but you got but my sign. brother is gonna always bring his guitar and we're gonna always have singing always always always
0: So there's never been a family event where y'all did not sing? It's
1: never a family gathering and we're not, we're not singing. Never, never. That's dope. Never. Mother's Day, Christmas, especially holidays, (laughs) especially holidays. So y'all singing like Christmas songs? We sing Christmas songs and then, you know, Christmas songs turn into like church songs. (laughs)
0: So do y'all like, my brother y'all make is the gonna, Christmas a, songs churchy.
1: Yeah. They going to turn churchy and they going to have like a it. vamp and a drive, you know, and Mary's little baby, honey, Mary's little baby be jumping by the end of that. It's just, it's what we do. Yeah, It's what we do. Yeah. And, and it's so, it's such a blessing now. I'm, you know, the age that I am now. I really appreciate those things and those moments because they're precious to me because that's what we always done. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time that is one of that is our refuge, you know, refuge is where you go when everything is going on. Like anything happen, we're going to have singing. We're going to have singing. And it just it just lifts my family up. It lifts us up, and there are some people that don't sing in our family, but they just want us to sing all the time. You know, when people don't play, they want you. They want you to play. (laughs) Can you play a little something soft? Yeah, because that's what they wish they could do. That's what it is. They wish they could do. Jamal back there. Jamal hit a little something. something. (laughs) You know, and 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 people, you know, they they are blessed by your gift, and absolutely love that. Absolutely, you know how it is. Yes, like that.
0: So you grew up singing. You start singing in school. You get in middle school. you singing. When did the whole being in a group thing happen?
1: I was 13. Okay, tell 13, me about it. I was 13. So um, gospel groups, you know... It back in the day when I was growing up, and they still kind of do it now. Um, they will always they would always have like their anniversary. Yeah. And celebrate the anniversary. And usually on an the anniversary, they have guests, artists, yes. but then they have a special guest. <laughs> I don't even know if they still do it now. Yeah. <laughs> they will have special guests. So this particular year, my grandmother, um, she was our manager. Okay. It was just me and all my cousins. Okay. And we had an anniversary. What was and the name of the group? The tiny tots of Roseville. Let's go. Tiny tots of Roseville, honey. Uh-huh. We had the March and everything. <laughs> and this year, I remember what we wore that year. We wore lavender and white. The girls <laughs> had lavender skirts, white tops, and the boys had lavender pants. Where did y'all find the clothes at? Oh, don't ask where we got our clothes from. Straight from um, Rose's Kmart. <laughs> Uh, what was it back then? Belt, belt legged. Yes. It was called belt legged. <laughs> That's kind of like you know the real polo, and then you got the polo, the other um, the big the the other polo association. I'm yeah, like association that. polo. Yeah. So belt legged was like. The knockoff of the belt <laughs> Yes Lay away Talk to me For real Talk to me Lay away We got to get it out Before the anniversary Got to get them outfits out <laughs> Or my grandmother Would have someone To make it wow. Make the girls dresses Whoa mm-hmm. And we also had Choir robes Whoa
0: So, so but mm-hmm. the year Of that anniversary No choir robes We just had Lavender no bottoms And the, white top
1: Probably our first Couple of anniversaries We had choir robes With TTC wow. Tiny top choir Wow. I think somebody still got those robes somewhere. <laughs> I need to put it in a frame on my wall. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a special guest and the special guest was this group called BT Green and the Christian Harmonettes out mm-hmm. of Durham. And um, they came and sang. And after it was over, we were thanking them for coming. And, and he was like, I need a little singer like you. And I just laughed it off because uh-huh. I, I was like, you know, we had their forty-five record. I don't know if you know what I, that is.
0: Explain because forty I, yeah. There's some people who definitely don't know what a forty-five and is. A
1: forty-five is this black vinyl <laughs> record. But it's not as
0: big as a regular record, right? Right. It's
1: not as big. A forty-five is smaller than <laughs> the actual album. Yeah. I don't know if you know what an album is. It's like <laughs> a fourth. Of an album. <laughs> and it has a hole in the middle, and you would put it on your record player, and it would spin around. And yeah, put you put the put little, the little needle thing on there. On there. <laughs> it was called a needle. And if, it, if somebody ran through the house, it would skip. You would have to put a nickel on top of it. Wow. So that's some of y'all y'all it. <laughs> y'all ain't ready for
0: that y'all ain't ready for that I'm so gonna... so bt had made a 45 and you made had it at
1: 45 the house and we had it at the house and we sang their songs they has one song on each side mm. and so we sang their song and um so we were fascinated with them that's why we had them as our special guests and um i went to moving forward i went to audition mm-hmm. on a thursday night and um they asked me to be a part of the group and I was a part of that group from age 13 to age 26. Whoa. And they were, they were older than I was. They were like parents to me. Um, and a lot of people thought that I was his daughter. He was also a well-known gospel promoter. So he would have all of these big concerts and, and with all of these gospel, um, Greats, yeah, and I was like, Oh my goodness, is that the Williams Brothers? Oh my goodness, is that the Volunteers? <laughs> like, I'm just going crazy because yeah. I'm like only 13, yeah, and so I only saw these people on TV, yeah, like on the little commercials and yeah. stuff like that. So I was so fascinated. I was so excited about mm, singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, I didn't care, but it wasn't competition. It wasn't, I was just so excited.
2: Yeah. I didn't know
1: a lot of the people. Yeah. I, I was just be like, Oh God, I, I was just be <laughs> very, very excited. Yeah. Very excited, And I met so many people, so many musicians, so many singers and so many groups that I had watched that I, grew up watching yeah it's very fascinating to me um i remember when i first saw pastor shirley caesar and all of these people you know that i'd always heard on the radio yeah and i'm singing on concerts with them so i'm just this little 13 year old that was just fascinating. Even mm. though we were on the concert, I would go, my mom can tell you, I would go and sit on the second row. Yeah. And I would be, of course, we were early on in the show mm-hmm. because the other artists were a lot more, you know, mm-hmm. a professional or well established. Known, established well-known, yeah. And I would be just so, I would go change, you know, for my outfit that we sang in. And I would just be so fascinated. Wow. I can name them when when I would see them, and I would be like, "Oh, I saw them on TV." Yeah, oh. and I and I would just sit there the entire wow. concert.
0: So, were you? Did you have stage fright singing at those
1: concerts? I did not have stage fright. I would get nervous, but I didn't get stage fright. Okay. However, um, I always put it like this: crowds were not a big deal. Four people. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. three, because a few people, it's easy for you to focus on.
0: Yeah. But a
1: but just yeah, a just, crowd yeah, is just, just like, a big pool of people. Yeah. That's so true. So that didn't intimidate me. Yeah. Like it would if it was in a setting like this. Yeah. And somebody say, I need for you to sing me something and I would get a little <laughs> nervous like that. But a, a crowd of people, never, never. Um, Sometimes I would be nervous, you know, um, a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit nervous. But once I get started, it's just like I'm in a zone and yeah. I love people. I've always loved people. I've always been a people's person, and when I first started singing as a little girl, my mom would always say, "Don't look at the floor." I would look at the floor, mm. and so by the time, by then, I'm looking at the people like, "Hey, come yeah.
0: on, come on, you like this
1: song?" <laughs> yeah. And I was already like that. That's I was good. already people-oriented. Yeah, that's so. Good. It would be so fun. It was so fun to me. Like, okay. I'm seeing he gonna make it all right. Whatever I'm yeah. singing, I'm going to sing to them like yeah. I'm really talking to them. Yes. And I've always I've always been that way. Like mm-hmm. if if I sing or if I'm in front of people, it's just like I'm we're having a conversation. Yeah. We're having a conversation. And you sing with them from age 13 to 26. To 26. I was twenty six when I stopped singing with them. Mm-hmm. So
0: while singing with them, that's when you had your children and everything?
1: I had my daughter at twenty six and I had Terrence at nineteen wow. and I was singing. I sang with Terrence up until um the night that I went in labor, he came two weeks early wow. and I was crying really bad because they were they were gonna be on a concert with the Williams brothers and Willie Banks, and I wanted to go so bad. It was in Burlington, North Carolina, and I was crying because I wanted to go. And um, my mom says, "No, the baby's probably going to come." I said, "No, he's not due for another two weeks," and he came that night. It was on wow. a Friday. It was on a Friday night, and I still remember that because I cried. <laughs> and I was nineteen years old. I wanted to go sing because I sang the whole time. Yeah. the entire time I was pregnant, I sang. I sang <sighs> hard, like I was just, you yeah. know, get belly and all.
0: So, what was it like singing while pregnant? Um, Did it ever become difficult? Did your wind change? The
1: wind changed. The wind does change because of the the heaviness, um, especially later on in the in the um, your trimester of pregnancy. Mm-hmm and um but i just i wasn't not missing
0: yeah you, you know, so you
1: <laughs> i wasn't missing it that was my everything my other friends were going to the football game, the basketball game, and I was going to sing. Yeah, and now, you I, preferred to do that. I preferred to do that. My mom was like, you know, if you're gonna sing, you got, you know, you got to keep your grades up. You know, I, I made good grades. Yeah, all, all of my school history. Thank, thank God, I was always a roll. I never made bad grades. Yeah, but um, when it came to tests and different things like that, my mom was like, now you gotta, you gotta to keep your grades up you you start messing up in school nothing was gonna stop me from going the same <laughs> nothing nothing yeah. it, 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 that's when you know it's 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 a passion yes it's in you it's in your blood it's in your heart because you your body can get tired mm-hmm. but mentally you're you could just go yeah because you know, that is what brings you just so much life and joy mm-hmm. whatever it is that you do um, music is one of those things. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So once you had Terrence, you're 19 at this point. 19. How, how was it juggling being a new mom and still trying to sing?
1: It was, it was hard because I, I wanted to be a good mom. Yeah, And I was young and I was a little scared. Mm. So, um, 19 with all those factors Mm -hmm. of being young and I was out of school. I graduated from high school at 17. Mm -hmm. So, um, being that young and a new mom, that's another focus. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was, it was, it was pretty tough, but I had, uh, such a wonderful village around me, like. Everybody helped me raise Terrence. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody everybody helped me take care of Terrence. And I would take him with me. And he loved it. He loved the drums. He loved the music. <laughs> he loved anything. He, all of the guys, this is the truth. All of the guy musicians, he said, that those are my friends. Wow. And and he was like three and four. He'd be like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. I said, you know them? That's my friend, mama. You know, and wow. he was, he always loved music. And when he was probably about five, I have no, I bought him a a stereo Mm -hmm. for his room, a little stereo where you can put the CDs in there. And every night when he go to bed, he was like, mom, good night. I love you. And he had to listen to classical music. This boy would have classical music. Oh, I don't know. He was different, (laughs) but he loved music. He always loved all kinds of music, and so he couldn't help it because I was like that. When you come in my house right now, I've got, I mean, I'll watch TV, but
0: it's really more musical. Most of
1: the time, I have music. I I have some kind of music playing, or I got it on the YouTube, on the mm-hmm. TV music, you know. And he couldn't help it. Yeah. And when he was growing up, it was CDs and tapes mm-hmm. and VHS tapes mm-hmm. that goes in a VCR. <laughs> um, right. Right. And he would look at. <laughs> You know, video. I would look at gospel videotapes. So he was like that. Yeah. So he definitely, definitely, um, got that from me. And
0: when when did you realize he could sing?
1: When he was in middle school. Wow. I did not know. His dad called me, and he had went to stay with his dad one weekend. Yeah. His dad said, "Do you know Terrence can sing?" And I said, "Why? Well, I hear him singing sometime, but he won't really." belt out like he's listening to music and doing all this. He's like he can no, he really can sing. sing. Like he can <laughs> really sing. And I heard him sing. I I, I got him to sing and I, I no, one of my uncles asked him to come sing on a little church program. And I was floored. Wow. Cuz it was thinking. the first time you actually heard that him sing. was the first sing. time I heard him seriously sing a song and I was absolutely wow. done. I know you were. I'm very mushy. Yes, I know. I know I was it. I done. know.
0: How old were you then?
1: I was probably 24. Okay. In my 20s. Yeah.
0: Very young. Yeah. hmm So you get to the place where he's in middle school now. He's mm-hmm. singing. He's singing. You're 24. Mm-hmm. You're two years away from not being with BT anymore mm-hmm. and having another child.
1: Mm-hmm. I had my daughter at 26.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, you had your daughter before you stopped singing with BT?
1: Um, yes, no, 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 no. I had her after after I stopped singing wow. and then then she came. okay,
0: off. so tell us after that, how did you end up transitioning from BT green?
1: um i I um, I was just sitting around. I wasn't doing anything, probably about a year or two, maybe maybe two years. I was kind of just sitting around and you know, of course, when people know you from singing, Mm -hmm. when people know you from playing instruments, when people know you, they want you to do it forever. (laughs) Yes, yes. Why are you not playing the guitar anymore? (laughs) Why are you not singing anymore? And you know, everybody, of course, was like, when you gonna sing? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I I'll always still sing, but as far as like something they want to see you on stage, they want to see me on stage. And so, um me and a young lady and her husband, we got together and started another group called the Christian Angels. Wow. It was four girls, and um, we got some musicians, and we started having rehearsal, and we started started singing.
0: So it was your idea to start the group.
1: Yeah, it was it was my idea, and then um, my girlfriend at the time. She she was with it too, you know, and I met her singing with BT because she used to sing with BT too. Oh, interesting! Uh And we became very close friends, and we just started a group. And then she ended up marrying a good top player. Yeah, and then he was our manager. Yeah, that's true. We got him to be the manager because you know sometimes women you know need male managers Yes, and that's another story for another day. Yes, another, Facts. another day. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And um people, you know, uh we she thought of the name of the group, the Christian Angels. Wow. And um, and then we went from there. We got went got two other girls and we started. Were they
0: from the area? Mm-hmm. Like the Raleigh from, Durham area. Uh-huh.
1: They were from actually um uh, my hometown. Two of them was from okay. my hometown. And that I grew up with, they were much, much younger than me. Yeah, and um, and we started singing and rehearse, rehearse, having rehearsal, and it just took off from there. And that was in 1999. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was about a year. My daughter was born in 19 in the fall, October of 1998. Okay. So then we started in 1999. So
0: you have a new baby and a new group at mm-hmm. the
1: same. Time. And a little boy. <laughs> yo, yo.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: that's a lot to manage. That was a lot. And then you were I, working too? I was working full time. God. Damn. And and um a few years after that, was went back to college to get my degree. Cool. I was doing all of that. Um and working a part time job at one time, full time, and going to school. How how in the world did you stay
0: sane managing all of that?
1: Well, I have to say my family, man, I have I have a village you know um the saying that it says it, it takes, takes a, a village, whole village. Yeah. it really does like if you have people that believe in what you're doing you know they will oh i'll keep the baby if they if they believe what you're doing is legit and it's not you know a bunch of wickawack <laughs> you know people don't mind helping you or assisting you and um i just had i had a lot of help around yes. me you know people and they know that's what I love yeah. and also people that respect a calling that's on your life. Mm. If they, if they have that kind of respect for you, they're going to help you. They're yeah. going to, they're going to want to help if they believe in what you're doing mm-hmm. and they know it's in your heart and mm-hmm. people can tell when it's in your heart. Cause what's from the heart reaches the heart. Yes. So they're going to, they're going to help and they help me. Uh, they help me keep my kids or when I brought my kids, um, Terrence was going. <laughs> he wanted to go see the drummers and the you know, yeah. my daughter as she began to get grow up, she didn't want to go. She was very shy. Yeah. So, but Terrence was Always with yeah. me a lot. And um, he, he just grew up in it with me. And I was still growing up. I was still young, and even in my 20s then. Still young, still learning, still singing. And he, he would always go. He yeah. would always have input in whatever I do. And, you know, mama, you need to do it this way. And we the facts. Of, we grew up together. Yes. And he would, you know, like, ma, you don't take that off. You don't, you know. Yo, that's him. So he was that's a him. son. <laughs> a big brother and yeah. I can say dad now yeah. he's not here so I can say dad if yeah. I would have said dad then like yeah you know but he was he was he was my best friend like yeah. he helped me a lot wow. mm-hmm. and and it to evolve because you know as he became a teenager he learned more about like like you like yeah. technology and things like that and and I remember the first time he said, Mama, you know, your songs are on, um, you can pull your songs up on, it was like some music site. <laughs> and I was like, really? He was like, Mama, yeah, dang. All you got to do is download it. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. He was like, "Mama's right here on my phone. On an app. What's an app? So <laughs> What's an app? You just... Thank God! Thank God! I had him. Yes. So when so, I did,
0: the Lord knew. So your daughter was just like chilling in the. My cut. My daughter was
1: like chilling in the cut. She was not going, and if she did come, she was very shy. She really. Yo, but I Terrence remember. Her. She was used to more be like, like me. Yeah. You know, Terrence was more like a old soul. My name is Terrence, and um, I look around. He's up there with one of the drummers. That's my friend. And I'm like, how did he get on the stage? You know, he he was always into it, just like mm me. It
0: was in his soul. Yeah. So, because your daughter wasn't, like, interested in going to the concerts, for real, for real. For real, for real. What what was your relationship with her like? Because I know it wasn't connected to music as much as your relationship with Terrence It wasn't.
1: However... When she started high school, mm-hmm. she didn't want to go to that particular high school. She wanted to go to the high school where Terrence went. Wow. I've always wanted to go to Garner High, you know, his high school. Yeah. And she started a new school because we moved. Yeah. And Terrence told her listen, your GPA is like a four point. You know, 3.9, 4 point, like she's very smart. Yeah. And he was like, it doesn't matter. He said, a new school, you can you can set the tone. Yeah. And he told her, find something wow. that she liked. Wow. And I promise you, my daughter got into theater. Wow. And it blew from that. Yeah. She was phenomenal. Yes. So she had to sing. I didn't know she could sing. She, I just thought it was going to be acting. Yeah. And here I am again, a ball of tears. Yes. And of course, it's classical music or, you know, uh, a lot of plays were like, you know, um, different types of music. Mm-hmm. And I was done. Yeah. I was so done. But she's still kind of shy. Yeah. But she loves to sing. Wow. She loves to sing. Wow. But I, I can't get her to sing at like... If I called her out of the audience. Oh, the stage, ain't been, oh, oh that ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, sir, if I called all. Terrence, you will be embarrassed. Yeah, if I called Terrence, he going to be like, ma. You know, he kind of, he's kind of very humble yeah. as well. But he would sing for me. He <laughs> would come up there and he would sing. too. And I would be Sheesh. just in tears because I'm yes. still yet learning that this boy is so talented. Yes. You know,
0: so yeah. Yes. So back, so. When did the Christian Angels start rolling real hard?
1: Um, probably like um, maybe like two years later. We okay, did, we just started going, 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 like going, like. Could you believe it? I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was really enjoying it. And a lot of the people were people that I, some people that I met while singing with um, B.T. Green and. And where
0: people, were people always like, I remember you when you used to sing. was
1: them. like, they still do me like that right now. Like I'm still that little girl. Yeah. They still treat me so sweet. So. Kind. Yeah. Um Yeah. And we, we would go and we would travel and just, you know, just have a ball.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And like,
1: I remember y'all. I think my
0: dad might have brought me to a concert or mm-hmm. something one time, mm-hmm. and like I can vaguely remember it, but I remember it because I remember AJ playing the bass. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I'm mm-hmm. like AJ Brown. If y'all don't know, AJ he's Brown, amazing.
1: The AJ Brown. <laughs> yes, AJ didn't even have a car. Wow. AJ didn't have driver's license. You know that? I didn't know. AJ that. was probably about fourteen. Wow. His dad. Rest his soul. Wow. His dad would bring him to all of the concerts. That's crazy. All of, his dad would bring him to rehearsal. I remember when his mother bought him his first car. And I remember her calling and saying, nobody is to ride in that car. He don't need to have a lot of people in that <laughs> car. And he going to get me for saying this. But it's it's true. He was a kid. Yeah. He was a kid. Yes. And
0: now he's like Blowed up. Yeah, AJ is on he on a whole another mm-hmm. level right now. Another level. Yo, I'm so I'll be I'll be watching his Instagram. I'll be hyped, mm-hmm. man. I'm so proud
1: yeah, of I him. Yeah, I remember so seeing proud. y'all and I'm
0: like, they dope cuz y'all were one of the first female quartet groups that I ever like knew outside of my mom and them singing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So I was always like fascinated with that. Oh. I wow. remember like see, I I vaguely remember like Almost like sitting on the stage or something at one concert. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. so once once the fast forward came of working on the album, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then how long was it before the album that y'all did?
1: The album that we did, we did it in 2009.
0: So y'all have been singing a minute, like 10 years before y'all. We've been
1: singing a minute, but we did like, um, we did a, a little CD a couple of years after we had been singing, I remember in this that guy's too. backyard. Yeah, and um, he was so sweet, and he recorded it for us. And um, I wrote the songs. Yeah, and um, I wrote the songs. I was pregnant with my daughter. Yeah, I was eight months pregnant with my wow. daughter, and I was just writing songs, writing mm-hmm. songs, mm-hmm. writing songs, writing songs in so, wilson sitting in wilson <laughs> yes. writing songs at my kids grandparents house yes i wrote um i believe it was get ready get right and "Jesus, you're all i need the fast song. them the, them, the, wrote, them the hits i wrote i wrote that i sat there one day and i just wrote those songs like there was nothing wow mm-hmm. those are the popular songs yep and you wrote
0: them in wilson eight now months I sure pregnant did.
1: eight months pregnant with my daughter
0: and then y'all recorded them one time. We
1: recorded them one time. And then we uh, got the opportunity to record again in 2009. Yeah. And then we released it, I believe it was 2010. And then 2011, that's that's. Hey, so, so before you say it, before you say it, okay. let's go back. So let's go back. I can't believe I remember these Yo, Yo, so, uh, so
0: h- whose idea was it like, it's time to record again?
1: Um, William Hodge. Okay. He was our good top player, league, good top player and manager. And he's very friendly. You know? Yeah. He's, he, he's he a good guy. He's very friendly. He knows everybody and he drove trucks. Mm-hmm. So he always come in the Rocky Mount area yeah. and he would just stop and see, you know, the barns. Or, yeah. You know, and he had a conversation with Ray Braswell. Yeah, like, gang gang. Yeah. And he was like, We're coming, man. We're gonna you know how you be saying, We're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. And we finally we finally came. Yeah. And um met Ray Brazwell and then met you. Yeah. Man. Um and then at the time when we recorded it, um a little we had a little bit of change in the group. So it was just me. Yeah. And I What was
0: so, how was it going through that change?
1: Um it was It was sad. It was sad because we had been together for so long. We've been together for so long. And, um, you know, in, in any group or organization, there will be change, um, there you know there will be people who who will be called to do other things there will be people that's been with you like like the way you start out may not be the way you always end up yeah. you know um someone else may come in mm-hmm. and be able to enjoy the fruits of someone else's Gosh. um labor or sacrifice and that's not always a bad thing that's good. there are people that that are multi-talented so if they're multi-talented then sometimes you can't hold them to mm, what you got going on. I good. mean, they may know how to ride a bike and a tricycle. <laughs> and if all of us are just riding bikes, then yeah. they know how to ride a tricycle and a, a, the, motorcycle. And a motorcycle and everything. So yeah. you don't want to ever hold people back from opportunities. And I've always had that mindset. I, I, I'm i sad when people leave, but I'm always um, receptive to that because I know that what God has for you is maybe different from what God has for me and to be selfish uh, gifts are from God Yes, and it is simply a gift so what do you do with the gift you give it away yeah (laughs) give it away to somebody if you hold on to it then who's gonna enjoy it so um you know, I I I've always been a person like that, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'd be so proud, like of people like a AJ, yeah. like uh, that's been in my presence and yeah. under my leadership. Yeah. At, per se, I don't yeah. really like to say that, but, but it's you know, what it is. That is what um, it is. You know, when you're the leader, these people are trusting your vision and your ideas and 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 what you're doing, and um and and, and uh, many of them I can name, um Chesley. He's a yes. drummer for, uh, I think, Tori Kelly. Yes. I used to babysit him, yes. you know, for my summer job. And wow. I'm just so proud, you mm-hmm. know. So when things change or alter, it's not always a bad thing. It's um, I think sometimes traditionally when things change, people can feel like it's always negative or mm. it's always um, some type of rhetoric surrounding it, mm-hmm. you know, but there, you know, there are people in other genres of music that go off by themselves to the solo, or they do things, compilations with other people. They do songs with other people and nothing is said, but somehow in the traditional side, yeah. it's like, it's always gotta be for a red- rhetoric of yeah. some sort. And, People um, can be in the background, can be a musician, and people have all types of gifts and talents. Yeah. You know, yes. So I've always been that way. I've yeah. always been like that.
0: So when y'all got ready to do the album, mm-hmm. was there a did the transition happen while talking about the album? So you ended up by yourself when you started, or mm-hmm.
1: how? Whoa, that's great. too heavy. Mm-hmm. And so, I was, were you expecting? I thought that, you know, whenever you're doing something, you know, you always think whether it's open a business or anything like that. Sometimes we think it, you know, I don't have all the people and I don't have my buddy that used to be with me and I don't have um, my cousin who used to make the signs. We we feel like we can't do it. But if God has called you to do something He's if he if he gave you a vision, he's going to make provision and we don't see the provision sometime. We just see our vision and we don't see all of the things he's going to send us what we need, but we don't see that we're too busy hanging on to. I don't know if I could do this by myself.
0: Wow. So did you tell Ray, like, listen, and I really I told, don't got no group. I told
1: Ray. I said, I I I don't have any music and um we're transitioning singers. And he was like, Rika, don't worry about that. Facts. It doesn't take an entire organization to do a CD. Yeah. And, and we shocked Rika too. I think my entire <laughs> Everything just like came open, like I started to feel very, very encouraged, yes, because I just didn't know. And he, this is the truth, and he explained to me, like, when people go to the studio, they don't take an entire army, (laughs) so don't worry about that. And I was like, Well, I have songs. But I just need some. He said, I'll put the music to it. Yeah. And 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 we'll just go from there. If you like the music, we can change it. We can fix it. Yeah. And and he said, do me a favor. You got a cassette tape? I was like, yeah. That's him. And he was like, record your, record your rehearsal and record it. And then just send me the tape. and And I'll get people to put the music, help yeah. me put the music to it. And we'll put it together. And I won't do too much. I'll just do to see if you like it. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. We'll add and do whatever. And I was just like, it, it was just like a wait. I didn't even know Braswell that well. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I um ran back into uh Ray Braswell. He and your mom, yeah, were at Gloria Baptist, uh huh, and we were leaving church, uh huh, and I started to talk to him about the CD, and I will never forget. I was like, "Well, how much would you charge me?" And he was like, "Um, this is before we had to talk yeah. about. You don't need all those people because yeah. I was getting. I didn't really know him that well. Yeah. I knew of him, but I didn't know him that well yeah. like that. And um, he and your mom was getting in the car. And I said, well, how much you charge? He was like, I don't know. And I looked at your mom. I was like, write up a contract. Write up a contract And I was like You know I'll pay you whatever yeah. You know I don't know What it cost To yeah. record a CD I don't know You know I didn't have a clue I didn't know If it was 500 or 5,000 I didn't know yeah. And it, it just We kept staying in touch From there And that's um Then I still We still had everybody In the group But by the time I got down there Things that's had crazy. changed And he He encouraged me He was like You can do this You don't You don't have to have A lot of people And we're, we're working out and i was just so happy
0: yes i and was so do you so remember excited. do you remember hearing like the first first draft or whatever the first yes, song yes because i song was doing it? a
1: whole lot i was just doing the most i was it was one of my slow songs i think it was bring it to the altar yeah and um he had told me that you would be playing on it and bruce yeah bruce dickens and yep. um what's the drummer Milton. Milton. Yes. Milton. I don't know Milton's last name. Lynch. Mil- Milton My boy. Lynch, um, would be on the drums, and I just trusted. And yeah. and when he first let me hear, he called me on the phone and let me hear it. And then when I came down to the studio to hear it, I was just emotional. I was just so emotional. I, yeah. I was because just we very put like because
0: I and I remember I remember specifically like I knew that even though it was a quartet song Mm -hmm. i could tell that you wanted it to have like a worship vibe you are amazing (laughs) so when we did it i
1: was was done (laughs) i was like oh my i put the headphones on i was done and then when i came to actually record the song i remember getting so emotional and i remember ray braswell saying girl Man, you was just so safe. Yeah, that's him. You're so you I, I so safe. That's him. I was just, yeah. you know, because songwriters, when so, you're a musician, so yes. you kind of know this, when you get music in your head, like, it comes from a place a yes. lot of times. And songs are not just lyrics and words. Mm. They come from a place. Yes. And most of the time when I write a song, I can remember it. I write it down Mm -hmm. to have it, but I can remember the song because it just comes from a place of experience or where I am. I, I, and, and when I heard the song and when it was time for me to record, I mean, I kept getting emotional. (laughs) I kept getting so emotional because I'm thinking about what I'm saying. I'm speaking straight from my heart. And when I heard all that, (laughs) what you was doing on the beginning and on the ending. I want to just, I was about to just flatline. I was doing the most as my son would say, the super most. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yes. And it's its in your ear and you're just singing the words. Yeah. And I'm, I am, um, I'm very animated. Yeah. Um, because When I, when I'm speaking to people and when I'm singing to people, it's always from a place. It's just from my heart. Mm -hmm. And I like to deliver that because when I hear people, when I hear other people sing and, you know, that I love and that I enjoy You know, that's what it does for me. It moves me. So I want to be able to convey what I'm saying. And and, and I want you to believe what I'm saying. And I want you to feel what I'm saying. And I want you to believe what I'm saying. So all of that is it comes out anytime that I'm singing. And I've always, there have been moments that I try to, you know, Put it in a box and just do A and B, but it just comes out yeah. how I feel, mm-hmm. you know. And I learned that you know um, some things are timed as in the studio. You yeah, know, yeah. you got three minutes. We get ready to go. We gotta hurry no up and get re- the vamp in. We gotta hurry up. And I'm I'm just like live, like I'm live. Yeah, you was gigging. Count. You was gigging. I'm just like at the place. <laughs> I got my eyes closed and. Who Ray Brazil is like, girl, hey,
2: hey, hey, wait, wait. Cut. Stop the thing. And doing? I'm
1: like, okay, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Lord, she's so safe. You Yo, know my that's so, Oh my God. Fussing. you making fussing. me remember it. Like. Yes, he's just fussing. Woo. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. The music is yes. so beautiful. And I'm just, I'm excited. I had a lot of things going on mm. inside. And um, it, was just, it was just a fun, amazing yeah. experience. Just how did you fun. feel
0: about, because we did, we recorded the other two songs that you wrote. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically like being like, let's do this or let's do this. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel when you heard the songs like musically arranged slightly different?
1: I was very, very excited. Yeah. Um, and... Um I, I I've one thing I learned from BT Green, he was an older man, um, is to always be teachable. Um and, and 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 Ray had already told me, like, if you don't feel it or it's something you kinda want, you we, you know, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. We could change it. But I just loved it. Yes. I loved it so, so much. <laughs> it enhanced my idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah it enhanced yeah. what I was doing. And I'm not really a musician. So, you know sometimes it takes for somebody else to to bring it up and put it where it should be and give it the push especially when people like you you know and ray you know you can kind of study a person and you kind of know what they want you know by seeing them sing you kind of know okay she's gone she she's very animated absolutely and but she's also a worshiper yes and i was
0: familiar with I was familiar How I was Yes Because I would pay attention so much So I'm like And like The crazy thing about it And that's the
1: producer side
0: Yes And the the crazy thing was The ideas This is funny Because I've never said this out loud Because I've never thought about it Mm -hmm. Most of the ideas I had Mm-hmm. When we did the album
2: mm-hmm. Were
0: ideas that were already in my head From seeing you sing live oh, me. And So, that, as, soon as, so it, as soon as it happened When
1: he was like yo we gonna do this I'm like oh yeah I know what we doing Cause I had thought mm-hmm. about it already That makes a lot of sense <laughs> I'm telling you And that is the um that That is the greatness about Being a great musician I believe when you Can kind of know the person mm. And kind of know what they're Doing or know what Is them kind of know you know their style or or what they would do? That's that is the production side of a musician. Yes, I promise you. I don't care how good you are. You you if if you're asked to to play on something or to do something, you definitely need to know the artist like 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 who they are or kind of like what they would do. You know because just being musical and. You're not an asset. It's just not. Um, it it just doesn't gel as yes, well.
0: That's that's a good word. You
1: know, because
0: it's a like like at the end of the day, being a session musician, being a producer, it's a service job. Mm-hmm. You are the artist. That's we right. have to enhance your songs, right? Not take it to where we wanted to go because it right. it ain't our songs, right? <laughs> They're your songs, right? You wrote them. You have to go sing them. So mm-hmm. it's like.
1: Is she going to feel that? Is she going to feel all of that right there? And one thing I had to get used to was a click track. I remember telling them to turn the click track down <laughs> because it's, you know, that click track ain't going to lie. That's not a human being. That is a uh, a, a, machine. a machine. And so if you dragging and you ain't coming on out, can you turn the click track down? No, we about to keep it up so you can be on your time. You know, just learning. Um, yeah. Just learning, just just those things like that. I yeah. mean, it taught me a lot just yes. from those sessions. Um, but, but just you still have to remain teachable because yes. you don't know. You don't know everything. Mm. You just don't. And it's awesome to learn. And then whatever you're learning is making you better. Absolutely. It's making Absolutely. you better. So that's how I looked at it. So
0: y'all do. So. You start the album mm-hmm. with personnel changes. Uh-huh. By the time we finish the album, you do have a, you solid.
1: Yeah, we solid. Uh-huh.
0: So y'all start. And they got to learn it. <laughs> yeah.
1: They got, to... they got to learn the songs. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The
0: How musicians? was that?
1: That was fun. That was fun. Everybody was cool and everybody was like, it's easy. You mm-hmm. know, they learned the songs and, um, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, People have a problem with certain turns. They think they hear one thing. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, it's going <laughs> up yeah. or it's going down. And we got that together and we we rolled. And did y'all get the record deal? Like, how did the record
0: deal come into play with the album?
1: Um, We did the album. We completed the album. We took pictures. We did all of that. We paid Ray to.
0: Yeah, he had the whole Paid team. you
1: guys to do it all. And um, we just went and. Um, back then they had glamor shots. We went to glamor shots and took a group picture and Mm -hmm. chose pictures. And we chose the picture that we wanted. And right after that, um, uh, the record company, um, I I think, I don't know if we were at a showcase. I don't, I can't even remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Reached out to us and wanted us to have a conversation. It led from there. And um, signed, they, you know, they don't, you know, they don't really sign like a whole group of people. Mm. So that was my name out there <laughs> and, and all of the people that helped me start the group and they wasn't there. Yeah. And then that was just me. How did um, that feel? That was very scary. Um, because, you know, I'd always heard about contracts and, you know, uh, uh, lawyers and stuff like that. So it was, it was just stuff was going so fast and happy and all of that. Um, it was, I was very excited. Yeah. I was very excited. I was a little leery because I didn't know much about record companies or record deals. I heard these things around me, but I still wasn't too sure about how it works. So I remember calling Mr. Luther Barnes on the phone and I said, do you have an attorney? And can he read this contract or he or she read this contract? And he put me in touch with one of his attorneys. I mean, was very nice and he was like if you need anything, yeah. anything, I got you. I'm yeah. here and you know, just people like that, you know, just nice enough. I was very scared cuz <laughs> I knew him but I didn't know him like that. I've been on a concert with him before yeah. and he was very nice. And he probably don't even remember that.
0: Yeah, he may he, he made may,
1: may not even remember that, but he um we I came to meet with his attorney and she read the contract and told us to do's and woes and woos. And um, we signed a contract I signed a contract of course And went ahead with that And the very next year They packaged the CD yeah. That you guys helped yeah. me record And then it just went from there yeah. I was just um, In awe is an understatement yeah. Because Here I was Had a new group And um, Went to the studio and didn't think I was going to be able to get that done because you know everybody's gone and just so many different things. Um, but the revelation that I um got out of that is that you know whatever God has for you, it is for you, it is for you. You may be thinking it's gonna be when you got all these musicians or the best clothes or the, or the best job, but that's sometimes God does not move. The Bible says his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways ways are are not our not our ways. And it's, it's when sometimes when you don't even expect it, I didn't record a CD thinking that this would happen or that. I just wanted a CD. You know, I just wanted to record a CD. I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to be good, of course, but I I wasn't saying, and I'm going to do this, and then this Mm. is going to happen. I was never like that. I just love to sing, and I love music. So the album comes out, and Mm -hmm. you see
0: the hard copies. What was your response?
1: Acting crazy. (laughs) Acting, just acting crazy. Just acting crazy. I was so excited. My family was excited. Yeah, My cousins, they're they love me. Yeah. Like, like, you know how you have those family members. It's like, you know, Oh my cousin. Like, I mean, they be <laughs> big pumping you up. I be like, they be pumping you up, like putting you up against people in yeah. their mind. You like, no, I can't start, I can't rock, rock. you know, but they love you. Yes. They're so, your family, your family is so proud. I yes. mean, even, even if you play sports or where, I mean, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, your mama tells them I get mom to play for you. Mama ain't playing for them uh uh-uh, I'm on another level. You know, but in, yeah. in my mama's mind, like, and, you know, in my family and my cousins and my friends, like, they 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 just, they're just so supportive. Mm-hmm. And so they were so excited. And um, when I got the CD, I, I was just overwhelmed.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm a mushy kind of person. Yeah. I was just, I was just overwhelmed. I mm-hmm. was overwhelmed. You know, and y'all just calm.
0: Yeah, we was chilling.
1: You know, y'all just really calm. And I'm just like, Jamal, that's so pretty. Oh, Ray. Oh, girl. Ray is like, girl. This is dream. That's my little brother though. But um, I, I was I was excited. And whenever you I'll say this, um, whenever you whenever you accomplish something, you cannot help but to think about the people that helped you get there, Um, things that your mom told you, your grandma told you, just all of those things start to come before Mm -hmm. you because that's how you got there. Mm -hmm. That's how you became who you are. I mean, God gave you the gift, but the people that, the the key thing um, that I always say, you know, when I'm speaking, uh, when I go out to speak from time to time is, if you have someone to nurture your gift, and what I mean by nurture, people to support you, people to help you buy CDs, people to help you pay for a recording session, people to help buy your clothing, your outfits, um, people that keep your children, like all of that. Do you know that all of that plays a part in people nurturing your gift? Wow. Because you can't do it by yourself. Absolutely. You, if any successful person has had a village. Trust me of some sort. I don't care if it's the man at the store across the street. that gave you your first microphone that was down in his basement. (laughs) that got a little shortage in it. And you know, whatever, all of the, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. And that'll call according to his purpose. All things, all things, my grandmother, you know, making us get up to sing my brother, teaching us how to harmonize. Um, and my great grandmother played the piano. We always had albums and music. My grandmother, this is the truth. My grandmother bought. She would go to the music store and buy music albums. I don't care if they not just black people. Yes. So we had, she had an album by these white gospel artists, and we learned all of those songs because she told us she was tired of us singing songs and everybody else copying our songs. So we sung these. And when my, do you remember what
0: the group was? Was it like the Crab Family or something?
1: It was. It might have been the Crab family. Or like the Gaither I family or I love the Gaithers too. <laughs> it was somebody's album, but they were white people. Yeah. And it was a gospel. Yeah. And we learned those songs and we sang those songs. And I remember them. You are the boy I raised. Talking about Jesus. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, gospel all and the And we way. had to sing it. We had to sing it. Um, I remember for our anniversary, our choir anniversary, my grandmother let us sing. You, you getting ready to fall out the chair on this one? <laughs> we are the world. Wow! Remember, we are the world yes. with Michael Jackson, Donna, yes. and everybody was fighting over Michael Jackson's part and every because all the kids had, had to sing, to sing a part a of We part. are the world. Like we sang gospel songs, but my grandma <laughs> had us. We was we was the Kirk Franklins. <laughs> yeah, already back then. <laughs> yeah, in the early eighties. Yeah, like serious. Yeah. And, and I just thought about that. Yeah, and we sing songs like that um, all the time. Wow!
0: So then you get to this place, you put this album out, mm-hmm. and not only do you put it out how How did you feel
1: when it won an award? Oh my god! So like, first, first of all, of how did y'all all, get on the ballot? First of all. <laughs> We had just signed with the record company. Yeah. And so I didn't know that record companies submit. I I didn't know about any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just signed a a contract. (laughs) I'm down here. Then call Mr. Luther Barnes, the Luther Barnes, y'all know him and talk to the attorney. We got the, they, we, we signed the, went ahead and signed the contract. Um, Right after we signed the contract, a few months later, um, was time for the submissions for the Stella Awards. Yes. And we were submitted. Our our name was submitted. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, I had no idea that they submitted us. I guess they was trying to wait to tell us. But... They submitted our name and one of my friends, dear friends and his wife from Baltimore, Maryland uh-huh. called me and said, you guys are on the first ballot. And they knew because they are part of the voting. Committee.
0: Wow. That's and I was like, perfect.
1: quit playing. Don't nobody know. Don't nobody know us. Don't nobody. We still growing out here. Don't literally. I was like, no way. And, he, I found out that we were on the first ballot, so I called to the record company, and I'm like, they said we're on the first ballot? What is that? And they were like, well, you know, it's just the ballot. You know, they were very monotone about it, and, you know, and I was like, okay. And then I found out um, that there was another ballad. It's like a second round. I didn't pay any attention to it because I knew we wasn't going to make the second round. (laughs) Nobody knows us. We made the second round. And we were asked to come to the Stella Awards that we were in three categories. And it was just so fast. And I was done. (laughs) Terrence was hollering and running through the house like going, he was going crazy. He was going crazy. I was kind of scared to tell people because I couldn't believe it. I I was just, I was so, and back then, I don't know if they had Facebook. Mm. Um, I don't know. They might have had Facebook but I don't know if they had a Facebook page. I don't don't remember back then. Um, I know we had MySpace Mm. but anyway, um, then we were told um to kind of uh keep it on the low because you know you might not make it to the second ballot and we don't know then we made it to the second ballot and it was still like kind of nervous a little bit like I'm in disbelief yeah and so um the record company um said that they were gonna send us to the Cell Awards because we were nominated. And we of course they have a pre show and an actual show that they put on TV. So we um of course our category was at the pre show. Yeah. And we get to the pre show and I will never forget it. Um, Marvin Sapp sat in directly in front of us and the Williams brothers sat directly behind us and we were talking and we were just wow. moving around and they were up there talking, naming the groups in each category. And I didn't even know we won wow. until I think it was Melvin Williams that said, that's y'all. <laughs> y'all won. And I was like, oh God, what? Then no, I mean, I'm in the room with everybody that I looked up to and all the singers, all my favorites, every a room full of those people. And they all know each other. Like even when we went in to be seated, they had our names on the seats, but we really didn't know anybody. All of the other artists are up mingling and talking and, and we're mesmerized, you know, um, the four of us, the four ladies. And I'm just like, I still didn't have a moment to be still and, and like take it all in. It was very fast because um, we had lobby call. We had to go do interviews and stuff like that. And while we're in interviews, I'm seeing Kirk Franklin and (laughs) I'm turning around. Like I'm still fascinated. And we got on the elevator. We were on the elevator with Kirk Franklin and his son. And his son was small at the time. And we're just fascinated. And it, it was just, it was amazing. So they call our name and, um, I go up to the stage and, and, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was so nervous. Now I'd never been that nervous in my entire life. Always been in front of people sang in front of people in school as a little girl, as a little kid. But that time, my entire body was shaking, trembling, just shaking. And I was just done. I was done. I I think I said like two or three things. (laughs) And, um, we were in two other categories wow. and, um, and we didn't win those, but then that category where the Williams brothers said, they called your name. I think <laughs> they called your name. Went up there. I, I was so done. I was just so amazed. Yeah. And, um, it, it was just. Cause amazing. you had
0: been through a lot to get there.
1: I've been through a whole lot. Jamal, I've been through a whole lot. And, um. And I, I, you know, when you go through a lot and people are not there that were there at the beginning and, you know, you feel alone, like you can't share with anybody, like the right people. I mean, you got your family and you got people like that to share with, but like the people that you really want to share with.
0: Yeah. So was it a little bit tough?
1: It was tough. It was very tough because I'm one that, I love people and I love um for everybody to get apart and have a piece and you know, so that was very tough. Yeah. Even though it you, you ever been in a happy moment, but it's also a kind sad, of a sad yeah, moment. At the
0: same time. At the
1: same time, you know, um, when you have that type of humility like that, you you tend to think about everybody. And even thinking about, you know, my grandmother, you know, the one who taught us. You know, people like that, you know, you just wish that they were here in this moment, you know, to see you, to see you in those places like that, Um, their prayers and their funny uh, little old station wagon that carried you around the scene. Like you, you want them to be able to enjoy what they prayed for over your life, but they're no longer here. Only, in, you know, in spirit and you just wish they could see mm-hmm. the fruit of their labor, the, yes. what what they taught you, yes. the people that taught you, the people that gave you, like I said, your first instrument, the people, some of those people are not there. Then some people are alive, but they're just not there yes. in that space in your life for you to be able to share. Yes. So that's, Ooh. that's the, that's the low moment mm-hmm. of it, of having to, um celebrate without those you wish you could celebrate with.
0: Did you call back and tell your kids?
1: Yes. What yes. was their
0: response?
1: My, um, my son's response was mama, I told you he was going to win. He told us that we would win. Wow. He told us that we would win. Wow. He said, mama, you going to win. And I said, you don't know that. I don't even know how this work. I've never even been. I don't even know what it looked like. I don't even know what the place looked like. Like I was just freaking out. And he said, mama, you're going to win. I think, I feel like you're going to win mama. You're going to win. He kept saying that. And I remember going up for prayer at my church that I still go to now. And I remember my pastor praying and he said something like, you're going to, you're going to get something great out of your singing ministry or something to that fashion. And then we won. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming back to church that following Sunday and my pastor who's still pastor pastor Bishop Steneth E. Powell Sr. Yes. Abundant Life. He says, Well, he said you don't have to be a member of James Cleves' church. <laughs> we got a Stellar Award winner in <laughs> house, and he's such a comedian. Yeah. And um I joined that church when Terrence was three years old. Wow. And I was a single mom and yeah. I just love him so much. I just love him and first lady so much. Like all of that has played a part in my life.
2: Yes.
1: All of that, because you need the teaching, you need the foundation, you need the settling. Yes. You need all of that. When you're trying to have, when you're trying to use your gift, you need, you need a foundation, mm-hmm. whatever that foundation is. You need that solid foundation, Absolutely, you know, to be able to, Um, pour out from that and so that's been a great asset in my life they helped me um, when I joined there Terrence was an usher Terrence was in the choir Terrence was in the uh, drama team all of that all of that helped me do what I needed to do Mm -hmm. that's a
0: beautiful thing now
1: I can look back now I look back oh God so much I look back at so much of how God always had Things around me and mm-hmm. people around me mm-hmm. to help me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like thank you will never be enough. I, I It's a line from Rocky Mountain all the way back to Raleigh. Yeah. I, I, a people that I gotta, yeah. That I owe to. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. hmm.
0: What up, y'all? I'm Rajay, and I'm interrupting the pod to present an opportunity for y'all to support the brand and the fam. So do this for me. Head over to RajayXSha.com, click the merchandise tab, and grab a hoodie, t-shirt, or hat. And remember this thing, no matter what people say or think, live your life. Now back to the episode. All right, y'all, so we're back. And we're going to make a a shift. Mm -hmm. So... First, let's go back to the Stellar. So, y'all, after winning the Stellar,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: y'all continue singing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Were you still singing consistently?
1: Yes, we were still singing consistently, traveling, you know, across the country, just different places. Um, Of course, the CD helped tremendously. Yes. People got the CD in different areas, and it's amazing how um, someone in Greenville, Mississippi can just love you and know your entire cd
2: yes
1: and someone in new york can love your cd yeah. and get your cd and want you to come and and they i mean just it just amazing opportunities yes. yeah
0: Were like where people singing your lyrics and yeah.
1: stuff yeah
0: how did that feel
1: that was very humbling yeah that's very humbling. stuff you wrote yeah Stuff I wrote, they thought enough that it made sense, that they <laughs> like it. Like, I like other artists. Like, someone like what I thought of. Yes. My idea. Yeah. Very humbling. Especially when I heard other groups sing the song. That's,
0: that's another. How does that feel?
1: I feel so proud. <laughs> you know, I, um, I don't know how people can get arrogant from that. It actually makes me feel really proud because if someone sings it, they like, they it. like it. They're not going to sing it. if They don't like it. They like it. They like what you thought about. Yes. So it's very, um, it's very inspiring. Yes. Like if, if they like that, then maybe I could say something else. Yeah. Like yeah. Very, very humbling. I, I, I feel so proud. Yes. When I hear somebody sing it. I had a lady to send me a YouTube of, mm-hmm. of her granddaughter. Uh, With the brush. She's four. And she's singing, geez, you're all I need. I mean, and and she has the baby talk. But I know what she's saying. She knew Mm. every single word. (laughs) Every single word. And she's like in the bedroom. There's the bed right there. And I guess that's her little spot. (laughs) And she's killing it. She's going in and I'm bawling. And I'm just like, I will never get rid of this. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. It moves me because um you can attract children you never know what children are going to be attracted to yes like they they they, they like what they like you just never know like instead of their toys they want to look at jamal play the keeper. like they they zone in on whatever it is they want to zone in on it and they zone in and just love me to death i I think that's so sweet i'm so humble by that. yes
0: yeah, that's that's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. That's a super crazy thing because I've never, I, I I forgot people were singing the songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember certain groups singing the songs. And I'm like, yo, that's gotta feel good. It does because it's it's one thing to be like, it's one thing to be them, mm-hmm. and it's another thing for us to be them.
1: Absolutely, that's crazy. I've been in their shoes. Yes, I've been in their shoes, yes. honey. You couldn't tell me I wasn't the truth That Yes. And yes. now that's one of my best friends. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy it's how crazy. that works. Yes. I mean, you, um, people, I mean, maybe not necessarily idolize you, but they really look up to they you. Do. They, they, they do. They really look up to you, especially young people. Mm-hmm. Like they look up to you and they just like you and they yes. may not even know you personally. I've met, I have, um, I have like a souvenir Mm -hmm. thing and I had a kid. Um, she, she was, she, her mother brought her to the, her grandmother brought her to the concert. She was being abused. And, um, so her grandmother had custody of her and someone gave her grandmother our CD and she just loved me to the core. Like, and she wrote me a letter. And I still have that letter. And she drew me like you should have seen the drawing of me like for real from like a six year old, like for real, for real. But just things like that. I I could tell you many Mm. stories like that that I will never forget. Um, I had a little young man and he's very famous right now that had a little crush on me <laughs> uh, yeah and yeah. he sings with the Hamilton. yeah yeah he was a little boy you wow. know and just you know I just used to see me sing back yeah. in the day and little bitty little boy yeah and just different things like that like, Kids, you know, they really do it for me. Kids and elderly people, they yeah. really do it for me. I'm telling you, I can't take much yes. when it comes to them yes. because um children, they're very resilient and they have their heart is pure. Yeah. They they have this innocence. That's real. So they that's like real you, they like you. If they're fascinated by you, they're fascinated yes, by you. That's so true. I've always loved that. I've yeah. always loved the love that they have for me. Absolutely. And now, a lot of these children are adults, and yes. they're still my babies. Yes, you know, they still, yes. they still love me. You know, like that. I remember when I used to come get in your lap, and you know, they yes. or they would be at the concerts, yeah. and they would just get attached to me. Yes. And I was young myself, but they were much younger yeah. than me, and they would just be just fascinated. Yes. And um, and God is amazing. Yes.
0: Absolutely, He's just amazing So we're going to talk about your son Okay Leading up to what happened How old were you when this happened?
1: Um, I was in my 40s Okay Uh, And Terrence was 23
0: So between 20 So how old were you when the album came out? Because I'm going to give context to it
1: When the album When my album came out I think I was um, It was I think I was, like, in my 30s. Okay, okay. I think I might have been in my 30s.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're talking, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm thinking about it, too.
1: Yeah. Because Terrence was born in 92. Uh-huh. And then the album came out in two, 2009. 2009. And then 2011, it was nominated. Well, it, was actually, we, made it we made it in 2009. it Came out in, came 2010. Out in 2010. Then you got the. Award and 10. then I got the award in 2011. Okay. mhm-
0: So then, through this whole entire time, were you still singing? I with still the Christian singing. Angels,
1: I was still singing. Wow. Still singing, never wow. stopped singing. I didn't. I didn't want to stop. Yeah. I have to do was that thing that is my. Refuge. Absolutely. That is my go-to. Absolutely. At all times. Remember remember, I said how I grew up? Yes. We always have music. We always sing. Yes. Not only in good times, in sad times. times. Yeah. And that is the truth. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So you get to the point where the most tragic thing could happen Mm -hmm. happens.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Do you remember where you were?
1: I remember where I was. I was in my car Uh headed to work. Uh I was in my car headed to work and I was trying to turn out of the subdivision that I live in and Uh it was just so many cars and I couldn't get out and I didn't know why. I didn't know why it was so many cars. And as I proceeded on, then I saw like 30, 40 state highway patrolmen. Uh Didn't know why. Uh Had no idea why.
0: Uh Did you go to work? I went to work. So you went past it.
1: I went past it. I saw a corners van. Uh I called my cousin and I said, um, Terrence had come home last night. Maybe he went to the studio with Josh. Yeah. Maybe he went to the studio because he wasn't at the bus stop and I got there a few minutes late and he wasn't there. Yeah. And I said, well, maybe he went my pastor's son, you know, yeah. out late or somewhere with one of his friends. Because yeah. he always came home. Yeah. And um, I got there a few minutes late to pick him up. Mm-hmm. And so he tried to walk home. And so I just started a new job. It was my third week on a new job. I knew no one at the job. Wow. So I was in training. So I got up to go to work. And well... Got up to go to work the next morning, and that's when I saw the cars and all of the um highway patrolmen because we live right outside of the city limits. So mm-hmm. they're they're highway patrolmen instead of city cops because you live outside of city mm-hmm. limits. And um I was on the phone with my cousin. And I said, Well, I don't know where Terrence is. Um, you know, um, and I've been calling and he's not answering. And then I said, Oh, girl, I said, look at all those highway patrolmen up there. I said it's like a zillion of them, and I said, "Oh, there's a corner's van," and then I said, "Girl, they putting somebody in there," and it was going this way, uh-huh. like toward home, uh-huh. as if where he would be walking, and I'm going this way to go to work, and um, I got to work, uh-huh. and because um, I didn't want to not be at work, but I w- nothing was wrong, yeah, nothing was wrong. So of course I went on to work. went to work. And I was just like, I've never seen, I'm on the phone with my cousin and I'm like, girl, they put a body bag in and they shut the doors. And first they had the cars to stop on this side Mm -hmm. while they put the body in. And then when they got the body in and closed the doors to the corners van, they moved and let us go through. And when it got to my car, though, they let, I don't know how many cars go through. When it got to my car, they said, you need to turn around and go back the other way. I guess they decide to tape it off because it's then it's like a crime scene, but I just wonder why when it got to my car, it was as if they knew me or something. That's but crazy. Even though they didn't know me, but when I got to That's the front what, of yeah. the line, they didn't let me go. They, I had to make a U turn, and all the cars behind me had to make a U turn and turn. So it off. that
0: was like a very appropriate coincidence.
1: Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I think about that now, like why when that, it get to my car. Of all cars, but I still, I still went on to work mm-hmm. and I was still on the phone with my cousin, who's my best friend. Yeah. My grandmothers and sisters were best friends. Yeah. And I told her, I said, we got to pray. I just can't believe it. I saw a body van, a, cor- yeah. a coroner's van. I never seen that before, except for on TV, yeah. like watching shows that I don't watch anymore. Um, And I get to work and um, I call my sister. And I said, "Well, I, I I can't reach Terrence." And she said, "Well, you need to call, you know, call the police." I said, "Well, I don't want to call the police. I just can't. He's just not answering." And she said, "Well, I'm going to call him. And if I and if he doesn't answer, I'm going to call the police." So she never called me back. She sent me a text, and the text said, um, "Breaking news: An unidentified uh, African American male has been found." Dead in a hit and run, and that was it. And it, it just said breaking news. You know, they have just a couple of lines, and um, it was, it was horrible.
0: When you saw that, did you know?
1: I kind of thought, you know, um but i i still I still was hopeful. I still was. Um, when people, now I know what people mean when they get into a tragic situation and they say their life flash before them. Mm-hmm. Cause that's literally what happens mm-hmm. when you're in a traumatic moment like that. So much flashed through your mind mm-hmm. so much. And, but one of the things that I kept saying in my mind was, it can't be my, my son. Like that happens on TV. Like, it's just one of those moments that I can't really explain, mm-hmm. but I kept thinking in my mind and I kept praying. And of course my supervisor at the time, she said, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And they wanted to drive me home and drive. And I, um, I think I passed out. Wow. And once I got myself together, I said, I'm going to drive. I'm, I'm going to drive. Cause I didn't live, but a couple of exits from right. my home. Yeah. And, um, I talked to my sister-in-law And she said, don't drive over there. Just wait. We'll come get you. And I said, no, just meet me back over there at the spot where the police were. And I got back over there, pulled back over there, and they had the tape, crime tape up. And I got out, and I said, good morning, because it was still in the morning. It was about 10 o'clock that morning. I said, good morning, and they were like, good morning, and they were making markings in the road and, Doing their what they do. Yeah. And I said, have you guys have you guys heard any news about um, anybody uh, missing or anything? I, I, I was just like yeah. having a conversation like in my mind, like literally not thinking the worst. Yes. And when I asked that question, they all stopped. And it's about 25 of them out there. They all stop. And start looking at me. And when the officer looked at me, he said, what is your son's name? I said, Terrence. He said, what is his last name? I said, Faison. And they just stared at me. And I passed out in the middle of the highway there's a residential area here, residential area there. People were standing out there looking, you know, cause when something happened, people come outside, they look, and they were standing out there looking. And I remember the news helicopter over flying over me. Cause by that time, I'm sure the news had already got involved cause my sister had already sent me that breaking news. And, um, I passed out in the road and, I remember, you know, all of that. And then they got me up and sat me in um one of the SUVs. And um they were all around me. Uh they were standing all around me, just waiting on me to kind of get myself together. And um I could see space in between them. And it was my oldest brother, and he was running, and he was running, and he was screaming, and he was running, he was running because He had to park, you know, they had the tape up. So he had to park, you know, they don't let you get close to a scene. So he was running and um, he got me and put me in my car and drove my car to my house. And when I got to my house and let the garage door up and people were, the news was riding up and down the street. There were people already standing, standing out. They knew. The people in my neighborhood knew and I never... How ever, did they know? The news. The news gave the name. The news. They had it on the news by mm. then. Because you know when you're out there and they're doing markings and stuff, they be out there a long yeah. time. And um, I was in the house and I was just in total shock. Just yeah. total. And then they, of course they got in touch with my family, the rest of my family and Everybody came over and it was just, it was just horrible. It was, it was, it was a horrible day. It was a horrible day. And then they did confirm Mm -hmm. that it was my son. And even the officer that was looking at me really hard out there, he was in the, he was in the front Mm -hmm. and he said, I know that was your son because you look just like, he looks just like you. He remembered that he looked just like me. I'll never forget that. Never ever. And um so we we went went through that. That was something I never I mean you're I'm known for singing mm-hmm. you know, by a lot of people mm-hmm. but that was a whole nother display. Yeah. I'll 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 say yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um when you're on display like that um, the people in the neighborhood, the people from my son's job, the people mm-hmm. from the bank where he worked, so many people that he knew. Yeah. There, it was like, um, I can't explain it. Yeah. Everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew in the neighborhood. Everybody yeah. knew at the local grocery store. Everybody knew, like, when I went somewhere. Um, of course, they asked me, Um, The detective said We don't know who did this Um, It was a hit and run We know um, Is there any way you could just make a statement So the person can possibly come forth We can make a statement But it's nothing like a mom Or a dad And I said I can do it I can do it I felt like That was the least I could do And um Sure enough, a few days later, they came back. The news, all the news channels was calling my phone. I didn't have my phone. My family had my phone. Absolutely. They were calling my phone, and they wanted me to talk. They wanted me to do an interview. They wanted me. And I was in shock. Like, I'm like, this sounds like something on oh, TV. TV. Like, and um, I got on TV. I told... I told the detective that I could do it, but I asked my family to call my pastor, his wife, and I wanted my brothers to be there, my sister and Terrence's dad and um, my mom and just the people that's important to me to be there with me. And they they were looking like, girl, how are you doing all this? Yeah, like, crazy. You know, they were like, they were like looking at me like, Cause they were just a mess, you know, I was a mess too, but there was this strength inside of me. Like I gotta do this. Mm -hmm. And I went in, um, the news, it was two or three news stations and, um, they came Mm -hmm. and they were out in my yard. It was a lot of people Mm -hmm. out there and I was in the house and we had prayer and I asked my family, I will never forget this. I said, when we go out, can everybody just be strong and everybody just kind of, you know, I want to get through it. And (laughs) I (laughs) I don't want to break down and I want to get this because we need to know who did this. And sure enough, we got outside and um, they begin to ask me questions and um, and and they say, what do you want to say to the person? And I said, you know, if you if you are someone's daughter or a son or or are you just scared to come forward? you know you want to have a clear heart because I have peace in my heart and I want you to have peace in your heart and I because I trust God and that's when I came up with that declaration I got t-shirts, I just trust God, I trust God like everything was I trust God and and I made the statement and um a few days before my son's uh musical wake the night before his funeral a few days before that um they told me they found a person that did it people had called um people that I don't even know to this day that I still haven't had a chance to meet I still haven't had a chance to go thank the people that found him wow. um, so they, it
0: was people that found him not even the it
1: was a it was a family that lived in the house and their mailbox was down Cause the detective said that probably when my son was hit that his feet or something, probably knocked their mailbox down. So their mailbox was down and then there was my son in the ditch wow. and, and they li- people lived in the house, a man and a woman elderly lived in the house and they saw him when they went to the mailbox and he wow. was down in a ditch. So that night, that I went to the bus stop and he wasn't there. I had my lights on bright. I was looking for him, walking maybe. And um, I say now God is just so amazing that he didn't allow me to see him down in a ditch because I wouldn't have been able to handle Absolutely. all of that. And um, even in my peace and in my in my revelation from all of it, I know God was still protecting my mind and protecting me. And he knows what we can handle. He knows what we can take. And even this, if you would have asked me years ago, could I take something like this? I would say no. But God knows, yes. he knows, he just knows yes. we can't pick and choose what is, what our thing is going to be. Yeah. You know, I could, if you, you know, I thought fracture, my ankle was like horrible, yeah. but, and I would have took that, yeah. but we don't get to pick and choose yeah. what storm or what devastation or what trauma it's not our choice Mm. if it was our choice we would be smooth sailing all the time but it's we don't get to choose God chooses yes
0: so since then I remember you telling me like um, about the book and different stuff Mm -hmm. so like going through the process of grief Mm -hmm. that's one thing that Mm -hmm. I want to Ask you about what has
1: that process been like? Um, very hard, very, very hard, but it's so crazy, Jamal. Everything in your life is to prepare you for something, so we assume that our gifts, like you can play, I can sing, is for. Something else, the preparation for our gifts, all of the rules that we got, all of the discipline, everything that we've gone through prior to our tragedy prepares us. Those are the tools that prepare us for whatever it is that God is going to take us through. That's the only way I know how to explain it. All the things that my grandmother especially, and people put inside of me, um, my teachers, any, any, anything that I've done prepared me Mm. was, I know that now, now I'm not saying that I was just ready for something Mm -hmm, to happen. I'm mm -hmm. just saying, looking back has prepared me. To deal with this, I sang to people all of my life. I encourage people all of my life in my songs. Oh, you can make it. Woo! Whatever you're going through, he'll bring you out. Oh, there's sunshine at the end of the rainbow. But listen, you literally, literally have to believe all of that when you get in that space. You have to pull all of that, what you've been telling somebody else, what you've been taught, what you've, what's been put inside of you. You have to use all of that to get through Yeah, that. Yes. And that's how I've been able to continue to get through. Grief is something that doesn't just go away.
2: Yeah,
1: It is with us. We just learn to live with it. And then um, a few years after that, I, I, I just started going on my Facebook page, just encouraging people yeah. just always. Um, I found out that when I was doing that, it's almost like when I'm singing, yeah. when I'm encouraging and I'm pouring, I don't care what I'm going through. When I go sing, when I get on that stage and I'm I'm in my zone, I, I could have just left whatever. But when I get in my zone, when I get into the music, when I get into what I'm doing, it, it, It's just like that place, my refuge, Mm -hmm. my good place. I'm encouraging people, people coming up by my CDs, people Mm -hmm. coming up, want to take pictures, people coming up that just love me to death for no reason. They just love me. will do anything for me. Kindness of people and all, all of that mixed together. And so I continue to sing. I continue to keep going. And it gave me another thrust of of encouraging people and pushing people. And so people started inviting me out to speak about grief, tell my story, tell my testimony, help us to get to where where you are where they thought I was, yeah. you know. Um and I and I begin to go and speak on different platforms and even now people have me. Um I gotta call a young lady when I leave here today. She lost her baby after six days. Like it's people reaching out to me and calling me like how do you do it? And Mm -hmm. and I and I begin to channel it around cause I, I, I thought about my son and his personality and his attitude yes. he don't like dragging around and yeah. he don't like complaining and just and I and and that pushed me and I can hear him literally even now saying mama come on come on come on now all <laughs> that crying you know like when he would graduate or, or get an award <laughs> I'm just mushy and I'm just you know so I can yeah. still hear him now yeah. pushing me like mom you got this yeah. you can do this yeah. and I go out and I speak to different people. Um I we had a we had a man in the city that I live in and he owns a restaurant and his son was murdered. And we end up speaking on a panel together, on a panel. Um one of the first panels I was on was parents who lost their children to tragedy. It was wow. eight parents including me. Yeah. And we all told our story. And it just, it just flourished from there. People have me to come out, tell my testimony and tell, how do I get through grief? How do I deal with grief? And so then um, I had a a pastor to reach out to me. She's an author and um, to do a collaboration with 20 other women. And the book is called destined to win volume Mm two. And it's 20 women telling their testimonies and it's, And their story. And we each have a chapter. Mm. And my chapter is called Grief to Greater. And I, and I just wrote about my experience. I just wrote about, um, I wanted to write about something else dealing with grief, stuff that people don't talk about, how, how family dynamic can change through grief. I wrote about that in that chapter, how, you know, it's just something about grief that can either split a family or bring them together. It grief does so much. Everybody can't handle grief. Um, what you need when you're going through grief, the people you need around you, keep your atmosphere. All of that is in my chapter because that's what got me going. And I talk about my music, like how music was my place, was my refuge. I I would play music because Terrence, it was always loud in the house. He always had music playing. He always had a laptop rigged up with something that was like his studio or room, you know, and we always had music and was always singing late at night. I would bang on the wall like Terrence, I got to go to work tomorrow, but he couldn't help it because I played music when I was pregnant. You know, his whole childhood was music, music, music. And, um, so that's always been my place of, of 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 anchor and refuge mm. and safety, even when my family was, they just it was too much for them. Yeah, you know, so I had to get it, you know. Yeah. And um, I remember feeling like, man, I'm 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 handling this, but there is very hard for them. Yeah. We had to go through a court trial mm. and never never been in a criminal court. I've been in traffic court. <laughs> Plenty of times. But when you go in a criminal court, it's very, all of the steps of that is very um, overwhelming. Yes. You're in a courtroom where people that do big crimes. Yeah. You're up on the high floor. Never been up there all of that was very traumatic for me the news wanted to talk to you again Constantly, and again yes they came to the court trial they wanted and they really 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 kept calling saying well he's a young african american male and he's up uh, he's apparently this great guy yes and we get a lot of slack. I had one news reporter tell me that they get a lot of uh, emails and slack because it's like whenever they're talking about African-American males, it's always bad. So we just want to know more about why wow. So they kept wanting to talk, wanting to talk, wanting to talk. the wow. top so they showed up at the courtroom and, and they was like, do you mind if we're here? And I said, that's fine. And, they, and then, of course, they had asked the judge, can they be in there? And I said, just be integral they ask could they come to the funeral they ask they call and ask could they be at the funeral and one of the main reasons i said yes is because the outpour of young people i i've never Mm. i i can't begin to tell you and i was thinking more about that i'm still thinking about outreach and and helping people and loving on people and just What can come out of this. Like in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Although it's a sad moment. I said. These were my exact words. I said you can bring the cameras. I said but what I do not. Show him. Lying there. I want you to show all of these young people. I want you to show the outpour of love. That's what I want to be. That's what I want the message to be. About when you put this on the news. Not the death and all of that we yes. we know that that's the obvious and i want it to be integral so please wow. don't put that on the news yeah. but i want you to show how the kids from the college made a big choir and you know and and the paul burrows yeah. was his friends and yes. and all of those things like yes. that i still and one of the things that I talk about with grief is not being selfish. Because if you have a loved one that is known by so many people and loved by so many people, we sometimes grief can make us just want to be selfish. But we can't do yeah. that. Yeah, he
0: impacted too many people. We can't yeah. do that. Yeah. You have
1: people coming up to you saying, Oh, he was nice to me when I yeah. went to the bank. And he was, you know, so I couldn't possibly be selfish. Yeah. So I, I I, was so overwhelmed and fascinated by stories that people would tell me. His friends from college, you know, Terrence loved to go to Bojangles. Yeah. You know, he going to be late to class <laughs> going to Bojangles. And I'm like, Terrence. And you know who told me that story? Who that? TJ, yeah. who is a pastor yes. in Rocky Mountain. TJ Walker. TJ yeah. Walker was his friend. And then, and then. T.J. came one year. Um, it was right after the holidays. Yeah. And he said, Miss Facing, you still got your Christmas tree up. <laughs> and it was probably January or February. And I said, I know, baby. He helped me take all my lights down. Yeah. And I never knew what T.J. stood for. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Had no idea Yeah. who he was. I knew he was from Rocky Mount. Yeah. I knew he went to church and his dad and was... Preachers had no idea wow until after my son was gone i just knew t.j walker yeah didn't know it was thomas l walker's grandson right so how (laughs) did you find that out um he was getting married
0: okay and you got to know his real name
1: he was getting married and he's getting married at thomas l walker's church (laughs) and i'm like oh that's thomas l walker's church yeah that's my grandfather (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I've been to that man church many times Yes, yes. Just a connection And man. there's so
0: many people like that Like mm-hmm. We talk about it a lot Like I think Tank called me
1: mm-hmm. And
0: it, I was wrecked
1: mm-hmm. But it's
0: like He had a relationship with all of us
1: Yeah, all of y'all It's Tank, crazy, yes You and Jamario <laughs> yes. That plays for yeah, Bruno, Bruno Mars Yep, and, yep.
0: that's our um, people
1: Thomas Yes Samo now. Samoa, and <laughs> all of these guys, like his friends, yes. and and um, what's his name? Greg. Greg. Yes. Uh, just his friends, and <laughs> and and I'm. I kid you not. When I look at them, and when I look at you, I just get so full. Cause you're. Y'all have gestures alike. Yeah. The same kind of things drain y'all. <laughs> yeah. And all I can think about is is him. Yeah. It's my baby. Yeah. And um, and they both we both have had conversations. Yeah. Samo, Samo. Samo and Greg. And yeah. we've had conversations, and it, it's just like, I mean, since the death of yes. Terrence, I remember Samo telling me. He said, Miss Rika, I wanted to come. He said, but I didn't have a car. Wow. And I look at his life now. Yeah. You know, it's, you just never know. Yeah. You just never, never know. And, um, he was, he was just so, he was so special. Yes. And when he was born, you know, when a baby is born, right after the baby is born, they always um, check the reflexes on a baby. You know, when they get them out, mm-hmm. they, they before they clean them off or after they clean them off, they check and they rate babies yeah. and they're usually like an eight or nine or seven. And I remember after having Terrence, um, they was just, it was a lot of whisper going on, like. Something going on. And the doctor came over and said, you know, he's a 10. Wow. We hardly ever get 10s. He's a 10. And I said, what does that mean? My Or my mom might have asked. And he said his IQ is going to be very high. And Terrence was very smart. Wow. Academically, he was very, very smart. And when he started elementary school, he was diagnosed with asthma. Wow. Really, really bad. And I was like, He's never gonna get out of kindergarten because he's always in the hospital and but he was so smart. Yeah. He, he was the smartest kid. Like <laughs> yeah. he was very smart and very funny. Yes, hilarious. And that never left. Yeah, hilarious. That never left. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 So now before we go, I'm gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back. Right, we back and um, I want to talk about your new podcast. What's the name of it?
1: Good grief!
0: Uh huh. With Rika. Let's go. Yeah. Not good grief. Not like like, that. Like, good like,
1: grief. like good grief. Good grief. Good
0: grief. I like that That's it. Yeah.
1: Good grief. We got We got it. But 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 it's good. Grief. And
0: where where did you um? What made you think of that name?
1: Jamal. I was home uh, during during the time after probably a couple of weeks after my son's funeral. I was at home, you know, for a few months until I went back to work. And Jamal, people sent me all kinds of stuff. People put stuff in my mailbox. People, uh, someone put flowers on my porch. Just kind. Someone sent me a book in the mail and that was the name of it. And I said, why would they call it that? Because what's good about it? But when I read it, And I understood the perspective behind it because we're going to have grief. Yes. We're going to have grief, but it it can be good. We don't have to die in grief because we might as well be with grandma and them, whoever, you know. We can make it through this and everybody's going to experience it at some point. Mm
2: -hmm. Everybody,
1: unless they're called home first, but everybody's going to experience grief. Young, old, no matter the age, someone is going to have that experience, but we can get through it in a good way. And that's why I came up with good grief. Yeah. Not good grief. Good grief. Yeah, Yeah. not like that. Because we ain't making it with yeah. that. We sound like we ain't making. It. Yes, but I've, but we we gotta believe that it's good, good grief, grief though. We gonna have it, but we can make it. Yeah. We can make it through that. Yes,
0: and um, mm-hmm. what's gonna be like the format of the show?
1: The format of the show is gonna be um like thirty to forty five minutes um, and I'm gonna. Not only share my story, but I want other people to come on and share their story. And I I see shows about everything, abuse, um, adoption, um, hunger, um, all kinds of things. But people don't really talk about grief a lot. And that's something that everybody's got to deal with or going to deal with. But I wanted it to be, I don't want it to be a sad place. Yeah. Even though we're talking about a sad thing, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a sad place. That's good. I want it to be a place of revive revival yes. reviving yes. oneself yes. um being empowered feeling like yeah i am dealing with this but i can do it that's what i want them to be able to say yes so i'm gonna have them to share their story of about grief yeah um what happened you know what happened and tell their story and then i also want to always end on a positive note yeah. on a revelation what yeah. you get from it how are you making it yeah. how do you make it because one thing jamal about grief and you can witness it is that anybody that that hears the show can witness everybody deals with it differently facts everybody deals with it differently and um I also uh, went back to college and, and I got my bachelor's in psychology. Yeah. So it psychology talks about people and how they think and what they think. And it's very, it's always been very inter- interesting to yeah. me. And so um, I want people to talk about grief and how they deal with it and how they get through with it. However, my show, what I want to do is talk to people from different angles not just a mother who who lost a child but what about his cool friends how do they feel losing one of their closest friends like your experience may be different from mine yeah um uh, a a sister what is it like to lose your favorite sibling um you know um just different uh, angles from that not just somebody who lost their mom yeah. but what about somebody else who experienced their mom that yeah. that they, they, your mother raised me or your sister was the first one to get i yes. feel like i lost my favorite teacher yes. i feel like i lost my favorite best friend that used to play with me in the band. So everybody's affected by that. I even want to have young children on there because in psychology, you will learn that young children, little children, they deal with uh, grief and death very differently. Than adults, they have a lot of questions or they have, um, you know, they're in the pretentious stage, like cartoons are real to them or, you know, they still pretend. So death is kind of like they 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 put it in their mind a little different than those of us who know exactly what death is. Mm -hmm. Just kind of hear what they want to say. One of my little cousins, he's really I call him my nephew because his mom and I are best friends. He wrote me a letter. He wrote a letter, not to me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. He wrote a letter to Terrence.
0: Yes. Yes. And
1: anytime he he gets up in the morning and he's going to school, he always say, I'm going to be good today, Terrence. I'm going to, you know, so things like that. Um, little children, they, they take it totally different than us that, that we know more and we understand more about life. So I want to get the aspects. And I'm also, I have a lot of friends that do this professionally. They're therapists, they're counselors. They're my friends. Um, and they're going to come on and talk about it from a professional side, you know, how to deal with grief. And even though they're in their profession, they, deal they did. They
0: did. They still do. They deal with, with
1: grief. grief. And but we're gonna always end up on a high note. Yeah. We're gonna always be at something funny. And I, I've been sharing with my friends if you have something, you know, product or something that you sell. Yeah. Had a young lady. Um she makes uh, Gucci stuff yeah. and she wanted me to share it. Yeah. Um, had another young lady, she makes candles with your loved one on the candle, wow. and she brought me. Uh, gave me a candle with Terrence Pitch on it She makes different things Like people like to wear t-shirts With yeah. um their loved one When they're going to let off balloons Any kind of product like that We'll talk about that that's And good. then wrap the show up And we'll talk about what we got out of it An up note yeah. And then um, I have a little prayer For those that's watching And I always give my information out at the end And I let people know You know if you if you want to come on the show Just let me know Um, everybody's not in a place to talk about what happened. Everybody's not in a place to tell their story. So, but there are those that God gives this, I don't even know what it's called. This unbelievable tenacity and strength to do it. Like Mm. you're the one, Mm -hmm. you're the vessel Mm -hmm. that I need to send the blood through you can you can handle the blood that's coming through everybody can't handle it yeah. and so i all of that helps me mm-hmm. get through um my moments i still have my moments i still break down i still can be going down the road and hear a song and think of terrence or you know uh, i was in Target one day and I was just Shopping and you know one Thing about grief is It's unpredictable And um I had a couple of items in a Cart and Terrence had A kind of like a side That he would do when he's ready to go Like we've been up in this
0: Target for two hours Mama. Like, right.
1: And so I'm in Target And I'm pushing around I had a few Things and someone on the next aisle said, mama, it was verbatim to his voice. I know it wasn't him. It was someone else. And that was a moment. Yeah. That was a moment for me because I'm looking around and people are walking and doing their shopping and I'm looking around like, Lord, help me. Yes. Help me. Yes. And I began to feel like I was gonna faint. Mm-hmm. And I just start saying in my mind, Lord help me, because I couldn't say it with my mouth because I could feel myself getting numb and getting and I just kept thinking, Lord help me, Lord help me, Lord help me. I know I heard his voice. I know I that voice sounds like terror. Like it just I can't explain it. Like it yes. just came over me. And um I left my cart and i think i crawled back to my car It seemed like i crawled that's how long it took me to get to the parking yeah. lot to my car and i was still saying lord help me lord help me lord help me and i got in the car and it's so funny i listened to my music loud mm-hmm. so when i got in the car if you don't turn the oh, radio you down yeah. before you get out oh, it's going to blast when you turn it on it's going to blast when you turn it on and the song thank you lord for all wow. you done for that was on the radio and, just it, and it just jamming. kept playing, and and I just I sat there until I composed myself. Yeah. Wow. <coughs>
0: no, that's you good.
1: <coughs> Excuse me.
0: You good? You good?
1: Yeah, but um, that was a moment, and so those are some of the things that we talk about on 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 there. Um, we talk. We're going to be talking about, you know you got to do what you can do. Mm -hmm. If your family wants to go plant purple flowers on the side of the road, or (coughs) if your family want to go let off birds (laughs) or whatever, I've learned that people have to do what they can do. Yeah. That may not work for you. Yes. You may, you may want to, Go eat at his favorite restaurant. Yeah. That may bring you peace. But your brother, he may want to go to the grave. I don't go to the grave.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't. Personally, I don't. Yeah. My daughter drew the headstone. My daughter went and told them what kind of headstone. I didn't do that. Yeah. I knew I wasn't able to do that. Yes. And so I don't go to the grave because my revelation is, that's the end. He's not there. Hmm. That's the end. You know, that's that's my revelation of that. So I don't want to go there. I yes. want to remember him. I, on his birthday, get a cake. Any of my family can tell you. I get, um, I do something. And we went to Bojangles. Yeah. And we had a birthday party. Yeah. So... One thing I can tell you about grief I've learned so much is sometimes you are the, you are the strength beneath everybody's wings, how you are, how you articulate and, and do resolution. That's how your child is. Your child is watching you. If your child see you go and break up a bunch of dishes in trauma, in tragedy, when you're angry. And they're watching that. They learn resolution first from you. Wow. So I choose to just do things to pick me up. The day that he was killed, I do something fun on that day. Now, it don't mean... That I ain't going to shed no tears (laughs) because something is going to remind me.
0: But it's good that you are intentional.
1: I am intentional. Yes. You just took the word. I am intentional about dates and moments. Sunday is Mother's Day. I'm intentional about doing something up. Mm -hmm. So if the wind come, the tears may come but I can handle it. I'm in a, I'm in a good setting. I'm in a good setting. Yes. You know, I know what day it is, but I'm in a good setting. I'm not going to, and I tell people this when I go out and talk about grief, I am not going to say, you know, predestine failure. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh Lord. Three more days. It's going to be the (laughs) 28th. I am setting myself up for three days to to, to go in a black hole. Yeah. Two more days, six more hours. It's going to be that day. I don't do that. I don't do that. And I, I don't want to get it. I don't want people to get it mixed up with not living in reality. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm saying Mm -hmm. because this stuff really happened to my son. However, we have to be intentional, intentional about, um, 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 our strength and how to make it and, and pushing through. We have to be intentional about that because our natural state is going to get mushy and going mm-hmm. to feel jittery is going to feel like, I don't know what to do today. That's normal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All of that is normal. Mm-hmm. However, we can we can com- we can start combating it early instead of speaking uh, failure or doom or darkness or or something that day is gonna we can't do that yes. we won't make it we we'll, we will be living and dying at the same we will be dying while living yes because some people when they go through trauma and tragedy and things like that they're stuck there yeah they never move past. And that's not good. Yeah. That's not good mentally, physically, emotionally. It's not good. Yeah. Why not let's go through it
0: Absolutely. so we
1: can have good grief?
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I was crying yesterday because yeah. the boy got a haircut like Tams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some things, one thing about me, I love humor. So mm-hmm. I love to cut up. Mm-hmm. So humor is a big thing. And then I think about. Terrence, yeah. if you think about your loved one and the yes. funny stuff, I could think about stuff that my grandma did that was so funny. She's not here anymore, yeah. but I try to think of her in those lights. Yes, and 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 we can make it. Yes, we can make it. I'm sure you remember plenty funny stories about Terrence. <laughs> yeah you know, man, my mama. Yes. she don't know. I told her she need to get another <laughs> keyboard player. Yeah. he is whack, You know. <laughs> And I think yeah. of things like that in everything that I do, even when I'm getting dressed. Yeah. I always, because we, like I said, we I had him at 19, so we grew up together. Yeah. So I'll say, Terrence, how does this look? Mama, it look nice. Or he'll say, take mama, uh-uh, take that red belt off. You don't need that belt. So now what do you think I'm doing when yeah. I'm getting dressed? Yeah. I hear this joker <laughs> talking to me. Yeah. Mama, I know you're not getting ready to go all the way back to the house and change that skirt. <laughs> We're like halfway there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say, yes, I'm going back because something about it just don't feel right. And yeah. he was like dying. Like, oh. And I still hear that. Yeah. I still remember those moments. And I still have some of his friends come up to me. He had a college friend that um, wanted to meet me mm-hmm. and um, because she wanted to share her story yeah. with me. And she was going through a tough time, a real tough time. Wow. And Terrence encouraged her wow. to not, you know, it, it, so many stories like that. And they're all, they, they all tell me when I run into them in the mall, yeah. in the even now, yeah. even seven and a half years later, even now, yeah. they still do that. Miss Facing, I got to tell you about Terrence. Miss Facing, you know what, Terrence, you know, and it's i I am totally i run into people even even during that time people were knocking on my door. They were members from the bank they mm. banked where at, at where he worked at. And they would say, we just want to give you this check because he was always polite. He was always mannerable. He was always sweet. Didn't know. I knew he could speak Spanish. I found out at, I think it was the musical or the funeral, his boss from the bank came to speak and said, you know, the Hispanic customers love Terrence because he could speak Spanish and he would be patient and he would be just, just so much. I bought a washer and dryer when I moved. I moved out of the house that we were living in moved down the street in another house. So I bought a washer and dryer. They came to bring the washer and dryer. And when they, it was, it was a Hispanic guy and a Caucasian man. And they were coming down the steps and they were saying, um, you know, we want to show you how to operate it. So I go upstairs to show me how to operate it and you know, how to operate the buttons and stuff. So when they were leaving, um, they were coming down the steps and I have Terrence picture on a on in a side of curio, and it's under a light, and I keep that light on. And the Hispanic man says, "That's Terrence. How do you know Terrence?" I said, "That's my son." I said, "How do you know Terrence?" He worked at the Wells Fargo Bank. He helped me. He speaks Spanish. Woo! Mm-hmm. And I just cried. I was just like, "Lord, you know." And and every time that happens, I just. I just take it like God is just allowing me to have those special moments mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and and
1: be patient with people. Mm-hmm. Be patient. Don't ever be so selfish when you're going through grief that you can't take up the time to listen to somebody else because they want to tell you that, that your father was helped them in the army or your mother used to give them pies or something. Yeah. People want to share that with you. And, you don't have to you don't need to be selfish. You know, be thankful that they want to come and share those things with you because some people that are going through grief, they don't have anybody. Yeah. They don't have people coming up to them. They're going through a, a dark place alone. And I just want people to know that they can get through it. And um somebody asked me one time, one of the questions that I got at a place that I went to speak, um, when do you get healed from it? Mm. Do you ever heal? And I'm learning now, it's something that you may not get healed from, you, you'll live with. Mm-hmm. And I've always said, um, I used to say, I'm, I don't want to cry. I'm just tired of crying. And Jamal, I'm telling you the truth. One day I heard God just speak to me, you know, and just get me together. And I was like, you know what, Lord, I don't want to ever stop crying. Because I don't want to ever forget what you've done for me and how far you brought me. If I stop crying, I'm and, and get all you know. I might you know we it's yeah. a chance we might think that we are doing this yeah. on our own, yeah. but it ain't like that. Yes, it's just not like that. It's 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 the collaboration of people yes. and God and so many other things that have came together to help you get Absolutely. through it. And um, grief is just not about death. You know, I'm studying about grief. Grief is a loss. Mm. It's not just through death. Death is one of the worst. But grief is not about just losing someone to death. It's about a loss. Having having
0: a loss. That's good. So, um,
1: you know, I, I look forward to. Helping, helping people just be better. And Absolutely. Just, and, um we use the word empowerment so loosely, but are we really empowering people mm. or, or helping people, encouraging people in anything that we do, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I look forward to everything that, that God is using me for, you know, um, through all of this, he's still using me. Absolutely. I was singing and. And I still sing, we still sing. Um, but all of that, you know, was has been teaching me how to be in front of people. Yes. But I never thought I would be in front of people talking about grief yes. and how to make it through grief. Yes. I just thought it was gonna be singing. Mm. See our thoughts and our plans.
0: Yes.
1: Ain't got nothing on what God already has said for our purpose. We have several purposes. Yes. And sometimes it's through something else. Yes. It could be tragedy.
0: Yes. It
1: could be something else. But what if it is tragedy to get us to uh, the other purpose? Yes. So that's, that's how good. we got to look at it. Absolutely. Look at life like that. You know, God, it, it, it was preparing me. Absolutely. From a little girl. Absolutely. All the way up until this moment. That's good. That at that age, at 40-something, I would lose a child. Yes. And not only that, I'm going to be encouraging people afterwards. God's still going to use me to help other mothers, not just mothers, but help other people get through it. Because you're going to get through it. Even your family, you know, you're going to help them, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to be in that seat, but that's the seat that God put you in. You know. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: For having the strength to tell your story, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. I'm sure you're going to help a lot of people to, who's going to listen to this. Yeah. And watch this.
1: Yeah. And I I just want to provide a place. I told my one of my best friends. I said, you know, she she's a businesswoman and she's you know, do with contracts and all of this stuff. And I said. I don't want it to be so formal. However, I don't want it to be fully ratchet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It can't be all the way ratchet. <laughs>
1: it, whatever the word is in between yeah. ratchet and formal. Formal. Because everybody. Yes. Deals with this. Yes. I don't care. All anymore. walks of care. life.
0: All, all different. All statuses. Yes.
1: All money, yes. Bra- tax brackets. Some from
0: this side of the tracks and some from the other side of the tracks.
1: Everybody deals with it that yes. pain and that grief. Absolutely. And so I wanted to be a place where if someone may be here and they feel like they got to be here in order to get on that platform to be accepted oh, on that. Oh, that's good. No. That's no. good. You know, it's, it's some people that's, that's on statuses that society may say they don't have nothing to offer yeah. the world. Yeah. Yes, they do. Absolutely. They may not be in the right tax bracket or or polished how we think, but guess what? They got something that can help somebody because they're speaking from here. Absolutely. If you're speaking from here and you're genuine and you you you're able to tell it and you you got a story and you 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 got a, you're at a good place where you. That's 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 yes. who I'm gonna
0: be talking to. Good grief!
1: Good grief! Good
0: with grief! Rika. Yeah, with Rika. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, y'all be on the lookout for it. I'm gonna um, make sure that we put the information in for where to follow you, mm-hmm. where to email if y'all want to be on the show. I'm gonna have all that up there. Yes,
1: the email is good grief. Good at gmail dot com.
0: Y'all, y'all heard it here.
1: Just send your information or uh, uh, your comments mm-hmm. or I always tell them to send it there. Um, and I'm amazed yeah. at people that have reached out Absolutely. and that some, they don't necessarily want to be on the show, but just share their story yeah, that's beautiful. Um, or just told me how the the two shows that I've had have been a blessing yes. to their life, and can you talk to this person or can yeah, you talk to that beautiful. person? Yeah, that's beautiful. I don't know what's coming out of it. There yes. are other things that I want to do. I also started a um, LLC. Good. Um, it's called King Facing. Good. And, um, and um, it's I want to I want to do things and I, I want to help people and I want to do I don't just want to do things for uh, women. Yeah you know cuz a lot of times the men you know it, 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 like my pastor say you know it's always a lot going on for the women you know mothers day you can't get in the restaurant but fathers day you can walk on in <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> that's a fact fathers day you can walk on in <laughs> but i want to i want to be around for everybody yeah. for everybody yes the whole unit yes absolutely. sons daughters children absolutely. everybody want to we we want to be a blessing in whatever we do um yes. to the world we don't want to limit we don't want to put a limit on whatever god is doing
0: absolutely absolutely So yeah i'm looking forward to everything to come yeah and i'm glad you came today yeah this has been another episode of the RXS podcast with Rika. And
1: I want to say thank you for having me. And I want to say I'm so proud of you. you. Um, you've all I knew, I knew when I met you, and I experienced your music mm-hmm. and your uh uh musical expertise at that young age. I always knew you was gonna be amazing, and I'm so proud of you. you. I am so proud of you. Um, when I see you, I see Terrence. When I see Tank, I see Terrence. Yeah. When I see Greg, I see Terrence. Yeah. When I see Samo, I see Terrence. Um, because you guys are in the same era, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just so proud of what you're doing. And thank you for having me. Um, I am. I love this. This is my place. Other than music and singing, talking and and and. And and being just an inspiration and a light, I could go on and on. So thank you for having me. Thank you. I am definitely in my comfort zone.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. We thank y'all for watching. We out of here. Peace.
1: Peace. I'm
2: shy.